Do you need a walking buddy? When you're going through the forests of the Northwest, passing bears and otters alike, bring along the queer-centric with our friendly neighborhood bear, your host, Queerly Johnny. Hey, hey, everybody. It's my queerdos, the queerly beloved, you beautiful people who tune in every week to the queer-centric to listen to me. I, uh, I'm Johnny, of course, and I had to change my name because the guest we have on, I've talked to a couple of times and I thought it'll be less confusing for us if I go by Johnny. It was all in honor of you, Jonathan. Oh, thank honor. you. You know what's weird is everywhere I work, everyone ends up calling me by my last name only. I'm just slaving everywhere. And I'm so not like that, like jockey, like, yo, it's slit. Like I'm like this big belly girl and like, but everybody calls me slaving. It's so weird. It feels very military slash, Mm -hmm. you know, a football team in a porn somewhere honestly yeah. it yeah it gives me trauma but uh but i still but i accept it it is my lot in life everyone I calls me slavery so now uh my fellow queerdos we're gonna let you in on who this beautiful human is from better off ted to dr ken to santa Clarita diet my favorite uh r.i.p show um and so much more, you're going to recognize our next guest, actor Jonathan Slavin, now appearing in the Howard Scora play Freud on Cocaine until November 8th at the White Fire Theater in Sherman Oaks, California. But right now, you can see him appearing right here on the Queer right Center. Here. And I'm super excited to be able to talk to you again. I know you do a lot of press junkets in your world on all of the shows you do. But I am thrilled because I don't do as many, so I'll remember you. <laughs> I will. I honestly, I will remember you. And we've spoken once before. We talked yes. at the at like a, at a hotel somewhere yes, and about uh, by the City. pool. Yes, it was lovely. Yeah. yeah, and you were amazing. And we got to sit down and just around a table and talk animals, which is one of my yeah. dear wonderful things. But I wanted to have you on because not only do I want to talk about the new uh, show that you're in, the new play that you're in. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to talk to an actor down there. One of the things, I, a story I tell is when I first moved down to L.A., it was right around cancellation season. We were mm-hmm. doing the show. And until you're there, I don't think the reality of that, you know, we have this idea of Hollywood when we live outside of it. Down there, mm-hmm. I, I used to tell people, it's like for like two weeks, you're, you're walking around and there's a bunch of zombies walking with you because a lot of those people we had uh we had on a lovely person it was right when fox was cutting everything and they cut uh the mick and uh carla jimenez oh i love carla was on better off ted yeah she's amazing and i adore her she was coming on the show and they had just announced and i called her i'm like do you want we can postpone we can she goes no i'd love to talk about what this is you know and what we realized is this is life this is a job. Yes, it's something people love, but in the end, we got to pay our mortgage. Yeah. You know I mean, you, you do sort of, listen, in tw- I want to say it was 2019. I was recurring on Santa Clarita Diet. I was heavily recurring on a show called Speechless, and I shot a pilot in Vancouver called The Republic of Sarah. And The Republic of Sarah got picked up, but with like a cast that was all 20 years younger than all of us, so we all got fired. Santa Clarita Diet got canceled and Speechless got canceled. And I talked to a friend of mine and he was like, wait, two shows I was doing got canceled. I think you beat me. And I was like, yeah, yeah. It was like, but it's, it is just, you know, you, you do it and you all, you hope for the best. And, and, but everything is sort of, 
I mean, the amount of shows that I've been part of that were sort of, this is going to be the next big thing, right. that it doesn't get a great time slot. It doesn't get many commercials. It just doesn't catch up. It's just, you just never know. And so you just, you kind of like do the best job you can do and you hope that people see it and you hope that you make a difference. Yeah. Um, but it's, you just, there's that for me, I try to focus on only the things that I have control over, which is kind of like the work that I do and the way I show up and the way I conduct myself. And that, you know, I remember my very first series got put, it was on between Friends and Seinfeld. Oh, and wow. every every question was, what do you guys, what do you think of the time slot? And my castmates were like, oh my God, it's amazing. Oh my God. And I just kept saying like, that's not my job. Like, it's right. not my job. <laughs> Like, I'm not thinking about that. That is somebody else's gig. I'm going yeah. to work and I'm very excited to go to work with a group of people that I really love and we'll see what happens. But, but so I, I really try to stay in my lane. Well, and it's so hard to even figure because you've been on so many shows that for so many people, they, we love it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a list where there's people that talk about these shows fondly. So I don't understand or ever will the algorithm because you don't know you roll the dice you know, like I thought Santa Clarita Diet was just going to be like Grace and Frankie and just last for eight seasons, which never happens on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and it was shocking because uh, it was solid writing. It was quirky, which we love, you know, yeah. and it was, I mean, it had a cast that has been doing this. You Ridiculous. Know? So there so, is yeah. no rhyme. There's no rhyme or reason. No. And that's the thing is, I, I think, you know, if you try to introduce logic into this industry, you are just screwed beyond belief because there isn't. There really is. It's just, it's not that those decisions are made by people who are looking at, you know, uh, people, they can say they're heartbroken when they, and maybe they are, but they're basically right. like, like this just didn't sell enough soap. And so we, we're going to find something that sells more soap. And that's kind of, that's just how it is. Pretending that yeah. this industry has a moral compass or a moral obligation to like, yeah. like we, like, 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 you know, we we must tell more diverse stories is like no you see that there's money in telling more it's just yes. it's how it is and that's not me being bitter that's just it's a business it is exactly. a hard rigid business and if you try to introduce personality and any kind of moral responsibility into it on behalf of them you're right. just going to be bashing your face into a wall. Right. It's it's why on this uh we I talk a lot about supporting our indie artists because a lot of times that's the, you know, it's hard to be in there. I, and even your own community. So I had, I can't tell you how many meetings with a certain uh, cable network that's for queer people. And mm -hmm. it was wonderful. And we had, you know, my script and they talk really pretty to you. And then yeah. they're like, and they're like, and they use the words, we want diversity. We want body diversity. Yeah. We want something. And then they're like, oh, we chose to go a different way. Yeah. Even though we wanted that. And then the new seasons of everything comes out. And of course, it's, well, oh, we don't want it to look like anything. And I get it. And here we are. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like to understand the business. Now, so you've been in the business a while. You've been in LA. Well, uh, like, I've been in this business for 34, almost 35 years. Wow. Does it ever, I mean, I love your attitude of just accepting that you can't have an answer and you can only control mm -hmm. what you control. Does it ever get easier? Um, no, and it shouldn't because then that means that you're not invested. Right. And I, you know, and that's the thing is that I, 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 you know, I talk, I, I, I think I talked about this last time we were together. It's like that, you know, 
I went into this business because I'm an artist and because I have something to say as an artist. And my job is to put everything I have into painting my painting. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. going to paint my starry night. I'm not going to paint the starry night I think they want. I'm going to paint the one that I see. And and I have to put my all into that. And to do that, I have to love it. And then, yes, it, it's it's... I have now formed a relationship with the thing that I created. And so the end of any relationship is going to bring some pain. But if it didn't, that means that you weren't invested in the relationship. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I, and the thing is you can be sensitive and strong at the same time. And I think that that, that you have to be, if you're going to be in this industry, because you have to go ahead and, and care. It doesn't work if you yeah. don't care, but you also, you, you have to go, okay, ow, now what? Yes, and, exactly. You know, and and so that's and that that that's just a part of it. It it just yes. you know, and it's why so many people, you know, yeah, I'm, they move yeah. to L.A. and I'm gonna like, and it's gonna be and and yeah, you know, I went on like four auditions and I didn't even get a call back, and I'm like, yeah. oh precious angel, like you. <laughs> You are going to have to get like, like, were you happy with the work you did? No. Yeah. Okay. Then work on that. Or exactly. you were happy with great. So, but, 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 you know, I mean, and let's be honest, you know, it's different than it was pre socials and pre, you know, mm -hmm. now the pool that you're up against is the world. You know what I mean? Sure. So sure. Sure it's going to be harder. So you have to want it. You have to be you know, you have to craft, you have to work at your craft. I mean, and so I always tell anybody who, uh, who asks me or they talk to me, kids do this a lot and I love them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, I can't wait. What was LA like? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's great, but please go down there with a good head on your shoulders and yeah. understand it's like anything else you want in life. Work, work, work. And don't let it tell you what you're worth. Don't do that. Don't let it tell you what you're worth and don't let it tell you who you are. Remember yeah. that you are the, you are the only person who brings your unique voice and perspective and yeah. life experience to something. And so there's this, I, I see, you know, there's a lot of like teachers and coaches that like, I, I see them working too. And, and honestly, like I had lot, I had representation that worked very hard to homogenize me. Yeah. And that worked very hard to like, if they get that you're gay, it's over. If they got, you know, well, they're seeing, wow. you know, they, they, they want a six foot tall blonde guy for this. I don't know how they're seeing yeah. it. And it's like, that's never going to be like, I'm going to do my thing with this exactly. and, and win or lose. They're going to remember me. And, 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 and really beyond the first few, I really staunchly refused to be homogenized because I just knew that, that I was always going to be the weird way to go. And that, yeah. that, that would cost me jobs, but the ones that I got, I would know why I got them. And I was going to say, but let's yeah. look. You are very bookable. You know what I mean? There is something that, so even if there's been a, a line of these shows that maybe they didn't go for 10 years, you're memorable and you get booked because there's something that you bring to the table because you're true to who you are. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and that is, uh, yes, that, that is, I, I am a, I really, I bend material to fit me, not vice versa. And so, um, if you, you know, if you bring me in or if you hire me, you know, that you're going to get something that's maybe not exactly what's on the page. You know, right. that I'm going to be super collaborative, but I am also going to have a point of view and I'm not right. going to, what do you want? I'll give you anything. It's like, Hmm. Okay. So I know that this is the joke that you wrote, but I think this is like maybe a surprising joke that you don't know that you wrote in there. That's actually really yeah. fun, you know? 
and and that's the stuff that I live for. I love to do that. Oh, so. for sure. And I think it's what draw. At least for me, uh, it's what draws me because it's it's that character. Like you mm-hmm. you bring that, and so it's that's why it's always entertaining when you pop up on a screen somewhere that I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to enjoy this. You Thank you. I mean? That's that means more to me than I can conceivably express in our oh, time together. Of course. And and so now as we talk about, okay, I mean, it's a real life job. Uh, mm-hmm. Cancellation season or pilots that don't get picked up are real things that happen. Oh, yeah. But in the end, you know, there's bills to pay. And, and so it means more than just, you know, I think there is this idea, especially when we're younger, of, oh, well, all those people in Hollywood, they're going to be just yeah. fine. Well, let's talk about something that now adds an even bigger uh, level to everything, which is the strike, which has been going mm-hmm. on forever. I remember I, I remember 2007. That's the last mm-hmm. one I remember in my head. Yeah. Uh, but it is, to me, when I look at it and knowing the stakes and what a lot of the higher ups at these, these companies yeah. want, it's just like, I, this is a fight for all of us. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is, this is. This is a fight. This will decide whether it is possible to make a living in this business. Exactly. Um, that is what is at stake here. Absolutely. Our, um, uh, uh, my union is 100% right to strike. Uh, yeah. The WGA is a hundred. Both of those unions have my unending support on this. This is the moment where we go... Uh, can uh, is is somebody like me who's very much sort of a working class actor going yeah. to make a living at this industry going from bouncing from show to show and job to job or not is that is that right. going to end now exactly um, so. and so what's it like uh, uh i know fran drescher is uh the president she got mm-hmm. reelected and she yes. has not been afraid to first nope. of all this is my favorite thing to go and have a meeting and they come out of that meeting and say, let me tell you the crazy yeah. thing that happened. Yeah. We need to know. You know Absolutely. We need people we... to get fired fired up for, for those things. What's it like? Because one of the things that, the other reason I wanted to bring you on is I love, you know, I have a lot of respect for people who find a way to not cross a picket line. And mm-hmm. like theater, look what Broadway did. They had negotiations not that mm-hmm. long ago and they figured it out. And yeah. they were as contentious, you know, they weren't sure it could go either way. They figured yeah. it out. It gave these actors that we love uh, another opportunity to go, well, mm-hmm. maybe you can do this while we figure this out. Um, what's it been like as you've been, you know, as the strike started and then when you made the decision to go do a, a play? I mean, you know, the crossing a picket line for me is a non-negotiable. It wouldn't even occur to my to me that that was a possibility. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, I write, but I am not in the WGA, but um, yet. But I will not be writing. You know what I mean? Right now, like it's not. It's I have a few things that are buzzing around, and and now is not the moment to be pursuing right. those. You know, and um, and and that is. That is appropriate. You know, I'm from an old strip mining town in Pennsylvania. And like, the thing is that when you talk to those old coal miners, when they were on strike, nobody's going down there and our children will go hungry and we will be cold and but yeah. nobody is going down there. And that is, that is, 
to me, that is the backbone of any union is that we is the solidarity and that you don't get any coal. You just don't. Exactly. Get it. And that's and that is very much uh, I am. I am a staunch believer in that and support um, our unions 100 percent in in sure. that. Um, you know, it is. It is frightening. But. I don't have the surprise that many other actors did, which was sort of like, did you know, like, I've sort of, I've been looking at this through pretty clear, uh, clear eyes for a long time. And, um, and, you know, the fact is, is that, you know, I, I think of the things that people have done to avoid paying me. (laughs) Um, And, and they're not, and that is, that is, it's not personal. Right. It's not about me. It's not about them. It is, that is their job is how do we pay him the least amount possible yeah. and get what we want? Or how do we not set a precedent for having to pay anybody else more? Or how to, that is just, that's how their minds work. And, and the thing is that, you know, they've just been shaving off a little bit at a time. It's sort of that, it, I feel like we're, you know, we're sort of boiled frogs at this point because we got in, we got in cold water and they turned the heat up and suddenly we're going, nope, unbearable. And so, yeah. and so it is time. It's time to yeah. jump out of the pot and go, you have to do better. Yeah. Um, so, I feel like you know, we'll see. Coming, it's been coming for years. Mm-hmm. We knew, I mean, the game has changed. It's no longer network television and it's nope. no longer those great cable shows. When we went so full on streaming, I think yeah. a lot of us saw eventually we're going to have to have this discussion. And so <laughs> the only way forward for artists was to have the moment where it's like, you know what? We're done. Yeah. We're do I mean, that. yeah. You know, no, nobody's ever going to come to you and go, we need to pay you more. Nobody's no. ever going to have that conversation in any job, really. Exactly. We'll give you the raise that we're required to give you because we yeah. negotiated it. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And, you know, when the streamer, I remember back in the day where Amazon's doing a pilot. Yeah, good luck getting anyone to be in that. And like, <laughs> right. because it was all like, it's on, what is it? Is that on a, Netflix, the company that sends out the discs? <laughs> right. They're doing it. No, nobody's doing it. Like, and yeah. so we didn't know. And we said like, well, of course you don't have to pay actors and writers what the networks do because the networks are successful right. and this is experimental, but the experiment is over. Yes. And it's like, you are making more money than God and yeah. you are making it on the backs of writers and actors and, exactly. and crews. And, and, yep. and, and, and so you have to compensate them. You have to, yeah. you have to, you have to give them what they are due, which is by the way, like a tiny piece of the pie, exactly. but they're, and they are, they are understandably going, yeah, but we like not paying you guys. Yeah. We, we like really paying you much less. Money. Yeah. And so, and so that's where we are, you know, is yeah. that, is yeah. that, that, you know, if and like- I, yeah, when I look at it, I think of it smacks of uh, the studio system a little bit mm-hmm. because sure. of the way. I mean, it seems like, listen, people, it's cyclical. We get mm-hmm. here every time. And so there has to come that moment where you dig your heels in and you're like, mm-hmm. and especially because when it gets to the point where they ask for some ridiculous things, it's time to go, okay, let's talk about this. But I think the hope is that we are so numb in our society uh, in the last 10 years 
um, that we, it's hard to even get people to care about voting. It's been, sure. so I think you're like, oh, well, these people are, are tired. So we're going to do it. You know, it's that, but it's also that sometimes as, especially as actors, our only real power is in saying no. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and I've always done that with auditions when um, I found the material, particularly when I found it offensive as a queer person. Right. Um, uh, and I've, I've or, or when someone has asked me to do something I don't want to do um, uh, that as much as possible, um, unless my survival was at stake, right. um, I have said no. And, and so that is sort of the only real power we have in this situation is to, is our no. And so yeah. we're, and now we're collectively saying it and we'll see what happens, you know, yeah. but, um, yeah. but you know, the WGA is back in talks and that's, that's great yeah. because nothing yeah. can get solved when no one is talking, which is, yeah. and that to me is endemic of this entire freaking right? country. It's like, nobody's talking to each other, so yeah. we don't solve anything. <laughs> but um, and it's like, there's, we'll see. it's like, a, just like government, it's like playing a game of chicken and it's like, mm. okay, people, we're no longer 1950s, you know, yeah. people driving cars and doing all the fake stuff. Like, it's time to stop and be adults. So yeah. let's come to the table. So it is exciting to, because that's what we've been waiting. It's been this waiting game. So the yeah. fact that someone's at the table again yeah. is is good because it means maybe we can, you know, maybe. Yeah, we're, we're, it certainly brings us closer. You know what I yeah. mean? Ever, right. it, and we have to look at it in terms of, does this bring us closer to a resolution or does this bring us further away? I'm a big proponent of looking at things as simply as possible closer right. or further and ever and and the wga and uh the amptp at the table like that yeah. that brings us closer so exactly. great great so this is probably an uncomfortable question so you can say i don't want to talk about it if not <laughs> okay. but what do you especially as actors but you know this actor what do you do with things like drew barrymore you know um you know, sure, that is an uncomfortable question because I've worked with Drew. Right. Um, you know, I think that there, I think we live in a world that um, uh, is incredibly uncomfortable with nuance yeah. and with seeing people as more than one thing. Right. And what I will say is that um, I uh, I absolutely loved working with Drew. Yeah. I found her kind and funny and weird and bright and uh and shiny and right. and hilarious and it was it was a pleasure every single day to go to work with her yeah. and nothing will change that even if she makes some decisions that i find questionable i'm yeah. not going to negate every other aspect of right. her because of yeah. that i really appreciate her course correcting on that i think yeah. that i think i i I don't think that many people make the decisions they make from a place of darkness or evil. Okay. I think they go like, I weighed all the options. This felt like the right thing to do at the time. And then when it became clear that it really wasn't and that people were really upset about it, I think she did, she did a good thing. And I yeah. think we have to, you know, this society of like, Oh, you need to apologize. You're right. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, what are you sorry for that you got caught? Right. Like, oh my God, what's the road back, people? Like, what's exactly. like? People get to fuck up. And I'm sorry, am I allowed to yeah. say that on this? Uh, yes, okay, you're but to say it. Yeah. people, people get to fuck up and get to say, "I'm sorry. Yeah. I made a mistake, and and I'm gonna fix this." And yeah. if we go, there's no road back. Obviously, for some people and some crimes, there is no road back. But for yeah. this. She, she she shot two shows and then went sorry I'm out and exactly. and yeah. I go I go that a girl you're awesome yeah like and, and, and at this yeah at the same time it, what's interesting is 
we all learn as we go, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and listen, I'm not trying to excuse anybody or whatever. Like, I'm glad that she, I mean, I would have, it would have hurt more if she had kept moving that uh-huh. forward. But here's the thing. This is her first talk show. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and when you're at a level of Drew, you probably have some disconnect with certain things. Because, you know, the people around you aren't always, so why are, why is she not allowed to evolve her thinking? I thought about this when Hillary was running for president. We didn't allow her to evolve from 20 years before. No. But don't we all evolve as we move forward? So, you know, I'm not in the industry over there, so I don't know. But I have met, I had the, the beautiful opportunity when I was in L.A. to meet her and mm-hmm. had the same experience, and you got to work with her. So mm-hmm. I think cancel culture has allowed no margin of error. And so... I think that there are some people who should be canceled forever and ever. But I think that, I think that, um, you know, we have curated a world and I, I sound like a dinosaur saying this, but you know, I mean, think of how many people post on Facebook. Uh, If you don't agree with me, unfriend me now. And I go, well, I, if you don't agree with me, I'd love to have a conversation and know how you arrived at what you think. And, and, and what, you know, let's, 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 let's come to the table. Let's, you know, but we 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 live in a world where people are uncomfortable with nuance, and yeah. where unless you unilaterally agree with me, I will designate you the enemy. And I think yeah. that that is not serving us. You know, exactly. I think that I think that that's only it's only creating wedges, it's only exactly. creating divides, and it's well, it's yeah. sad. And yeah, I'm and glad like I'm said, old and you know gonna uh, I won't live that me long. Too. So <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> me too, my friend. But you had even alluded to it earlier in in just talking about how our politics work. We don't mm-hmm. talk to each other. And mm-hmm. here's the thing: if we don't find a way for people who disagree to kind of talk like you were just saying and to to try to find our middle ground, what's well, just mm-hmm. like the strikes? We're never going to get past this thing. No. There's no I mean, I think humans that we can't. No, there are people who have changed their mind about gay people because I have talked to them and I haven't gone, well, first off, I accept you. And here's my, I've gone like, that's so fucked up. Like, why? Yeah. I'm a person. Like, let's talk. Like, why? So you, you're staring at me. I'm not an idea. <laughs> I'm not a concept. I'm an actual person. And you don't yeah. think that I should have these rights? Like, are you right. kidding me? And like, yeah. we can have a conversation. But part of that is me going like, I have not automatically written you off as a person yeah. and yeah. I do not accept that you have automatically written me off as a person. Exactly. So let's, let's fight it out or talk it out or maybe exactly. not agree. Maybe we'll walk away understanding each other a little better and still right. virulently disagreeing with each other. Who knows? But, exactly. but we all, you know, I, I, I remember on Dr. Canada, my character got engaged once and some, yeah. and, and during that scene, there was like a, I don't know, some baseball team or something in the audience and they heckled like the gay engagement scene. And, and, um, and I asked our, our producer, I said, like, who, who are those guys? And they were like, don't worry, we got them out of here. And I was like, oh, I wish you hadn't. I was going to ask you to bring them back to my dressing room because I want to talk to them. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's always my instinct is like, yeah. no, I want to know, like, was that, were you just being dicks? Or like, was that, like, like <laughs> what made you uncomfortable about that? Or, yeah. or what, like, like, you know, there are, there are 30 of you here. Chances are somebody here is gay. Did exactly. you, do, do, are you okay with making that person feel really uncomfortable and further right. away from your loving heart and yeah. your team? And, you know, I want to talk about all that stuff rather exactly. than just get them out, get them out. It's like, yeah. wait, 
Yeah. Let's converse. So I yeah. want, like we always talk on this show, I, we need to work more. And I, you know, even though I like to do it, I have to work every day at it is to lead with your humanity. I'm yeah. just going to lead with who I am. Yep. And hopefully that can build a bridge. But if I don't lead with my humanity, that's when, if both sides agree, listen, yeah. I'm going to lead with who I am here. Uh, there's a better chance of moving forward. Just like you said, those guys could have had this conversation. Yeah. You're going to get way more out of it. So I love that. I One of the things I love about you is uh, not only are you fun to watch when, you, when you're <laughs> on TV, or I have no doubt in this new show, um, but you are not afraid... To be outspoken when it's time to be outspoken. And I do want to remind people, especially uh, if you're down in California uh, between now and November 4th, that you are again in Howard Scora's, is that how I say his Mm -hmm. name? Yeah. Okay. Howard (laughs) Scora's new play, Freud on Cocaine. Like I said, it runs through the 4th at the White Fire Theater in Sherman Oaks, California. It is starring none other than this gentleman right here, Jonathan Slavin, and it's based on the writings of Freud in his book, The Cocaine Papers. So you just opened this. Yeah, we've been open for two weeks. Uh, Yeah, two weeks we've been open. So And you are, so I have read, like I always like to read through, everybody loves it for the most part. And then there's this, this article that comes out and uh, let me get the right people to slam. Hollywood Times, the Hollywood Times have a quote and they said you're you're too nervous, too effeminate, and too Jewish. And you rightly that. were like, "What the fuck is that?" I mean, listen. First of all, I don't tend to read reviews because if you believe the good ones, you have to believe the bad ones. So <laughs> I just sort of steer clear. But these people tag me on whatever. It's not Twitter anymore. It's that stupid X. But like, right. like, but and I and I don't really participate in that platform anymore. And but I got a notification that you were tagged by the Hollywood times. And so I clicked on the thing and I have a policy, which is, and I had, I've, I've had it my whole career and I, and I definitely had it as I've been older and played more and more queer characters, which is that if you, you can say, I think Jonathan Slavin is the worst actor in the world. I think the show that he's on is a piece of garbage. I can't stand anything about this, uh, whatever. And I will stay completely silent because you are entitled to your opinion. If you come from my identity, I will clap back. And they came from my queer identity and my Jewish identity. And the fact that someone thought it was okay to write too effeminate is like, I've been hearing that forever. And it's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But like, but like too Jewish and that someone thought it was okay to write that. And someone else thought it was okay to publish that. I was like, no, fuck no on that. And so I did clap back pretty hard with them. Um, they sent me kind of a very poorly worded half-assed apology and changed the review. Right. Um, you know, one of those, like, we're sorry we hurt your feelings. I'm like, oh, I don't have any feelings. Like, yeah. I don't, like, I'm, I've been an actor for 35 years. My feelings are dead. But like, I, but like, I, I, I like, it is what, what it is. It's, and, and my thing is that I don't want anyone, any queer person who follows me, who already feels small to read yeah. something like that and think that I felt small. I'm like, oh, fuck no. And I'm going to put exactly. you down. And like, yeah. and I think it's important for me who sits in a position of a certain amount of privilege because I work and I have a, a, a little bit of, a, of an audience yeah. that, um, that, that it's important for me to stand up and say no, you know? And the other thing is a uh, feminist, like 
I don't identify as male. So like a feminine is not something I'm particularly scared of. Yeah. And, um, and I've been hearing it for, do you know what I mean? For my entire career, it's been like, you yeah. know, well, we were going to hire him, but he just seemed a little light. And I'm like, right. listen, like, do you mean like, I didn't like, I did not go into the room with a dick in my mouth, but other than that, you're, yes, you're right. I am a little light. Right. Um, actors for decades have gotten the, the interesting little verbiage, you know, when they yeah. want to say, yeah, yeah. Just it's like, I know what, I know what you mean. Like yeah. you are a hundred percent coming from my queer identity. And like, <laughs> like, as far as I'm concerned, genders, like, don't act a certain way. And I don't identify as, as a male gendered person. And so, um, so the fact that you think that I'm acting female is sort of hilarious right. to me. Well, um, but what they're saying is he's too gay for the part. Yes. They're not, they're, they're not, they're not addressing gender. They are, yeah. they're, I know what they mean from those euphemisms. Exactly. And um, what's shocking to, at least for me, when I read it was, I and maybe I am disconnected from mainstream world because you know I have a lot. I'm in the queer world. I do a show yeah. that's you know all about being queer, and I just thought, wow, is that still a thing? All I mean, all of always, those always that you have to remember who's in charge. Do you know what I mean? And it is still largely white. It is largely straight. It is largely cis. And yeah. when they see money to be made by um, exploiting other identities than they do it, but they also largely do it through people that they relate to. So it's why you see so many straight white cis people playing queer characters is yeah. because like they, they, they want to elevate, but only a little, do you yes. know what I mean? They don't yeah. want to, we don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to make you uncomfortable. We don't that. want, you know, and, you know, that's, that's no way to win the revolution as far as I'm no. concerned. Well, it's almost like there's been some secret meeting somewhere where we've decided how much is acceptable and mm -hmm. what, you know, all these check these boxes totally. and then we're willing. And they, it's like this moment where they're like, we think middle America is going to. Yeah. So, and I'm like, you need to get a little more faith. There's a reason we're in where we're at is because we have decided they can't handle it. And now we're like, well, why do they treat people so badly? I'm like, I mean, yeah. we've, we've built the monster, you know. And what is truly so tragic to me about that is, is that we are the ones who are supposed to be the risk takers. We are the ones who are supposed to go, I don't care if you're ready. I don't, you know, so, like I am putting it on screen because this is the story. And yeah. it is important to me to tell the story and also to elevate from within this community that has been marginalized. Right. And, 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 and so I'm not going to, you know, people sometimes uh, now that I'm writing, I tell only, I really only write queer stories. And the yeah. question that, that people generally ask me right at the top is what's the audience for this? And I, and I say what I said to you at the beginning, that's not my job. Exactly. This is the story. This yeah. is the story. And I'm not, I'm not modifying it to make sure that no one's uncomfortable with the story. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> we um, get asked that a lot here and I'm always the same thing. I'm always like, uh, humans. It's my, <laughs> yeah. All yeah. of the animals because I want to hug them all. I mean, those I are, know. that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I loved back awesome. in the day. Remember, uh, I'm so old, but when Torch Song Trilogy <laughs> came out oh, and, and, yes. and, you know, Harvey Firestein was like, yeah, like they, you know, they, they, the question they kept asking is, does it mean so much to you that straight people are seeing themselves in this movie? And he was like, I mean, that people relate is great, but like, fuck you, it's gay. Like I've been <laughs> making the switch in every single bit of content that has been produced from yeah. the beginning 
beginning of time. I've been having to like somehow find myself in there and switch in there. So yeah. like, you know what? It's gay. It's yes. gay. And like, exactly. and that's the thing is like, I, I am unapologetically like the content I, I, I put out there in theater in in other mediums that are on strike. And so we're not really talking about them. Right. It is gay, queer yes. content because that is my voice as a queer, queer with a capital Q flaming right. with a capital flaw like <laughs> person. That is, that is my identity. And that is, that is my mission is yes. I want to, I want to be screaming from the mountaintops every time yep. authentically, truthfully. And like, nope, nope. I See, I yeah. grew up not seeing a single person who looked like me on television. Not one. Exactly. Not one. Yep. Yep. So. Which is why, you know, on this show we talk people always say that you're you're such a cheerleader, like it's a slur. I'm yeah. like, it's because we need to lift up each other's voices. You know, that's important. Exactly. I do want to take a moment. I have to say that I found this my I love words. And yeah. someone was uh describing your role in this new play as impressively unhinged. <laughs> that means a so, lot, actually. I love that. So can you tell our listeners what this show is and what it's about and what sure. you think it you're, is, you're putting out there? I mean, it defies genre. I will say that about it. But it, um, you know, the it is Freud, you know, the, 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 some of the details are a bit murky, but, but basically for 10 years used up to a gram of cocaine daily, did much of his writing on cocaine treated people with cocaine, killed people with cocaine, hurt people with cocaine. And, but, but sort of, you know, there is that when they, when he first starts doing it, he's like, oh my God, this is the cure for depression yep. is cocaine. And from our perspective, we go, oh my God, no. But yeah. then you go like, yeah, it made people feel great and powerful. Yep. And, and so it is it what what Howard has done so brilliantly is the first act is basically like what happens when you discover a drug, which is that everything is magical, and then the yeah. second act is what happens when that drug turns on you, which is that the bottom falls out, and especially in that first act, we are it is it moves like the wind, I am drenched with sweat by intermission it is there is wow. dancing and lip syncing and disco and and I never stop talking a mile a minute. And it is, it is, and it is, I love the word unhinged. I think that, yeah, yeah, because, because Freud was shy and weird and too smart and, and yeah. nervous and very nervous around women and very much a, a, a chauvinist and a, and a product of his time in many ways. Um, but, but he suddenly found the substance that made him feel powerful yeah. And he grabbed it with both hands and it took him to some uh, great highs as they do. And then, it, the, and then it took him to some great lows, which is that's, that's right. drugs, man. That's Coke. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. And LA gives us a front row seat. So yes, we've all, we've all. <laughs> now what do you as the actor who's portraying, uh, you know, this larger than life character, what mm -hmm. is it, what's your through line that you're like, I'm going to give this to the audience. I want them to get this from it. And I'm sure Howard has his own, you know, why he wrote it. What's your through line? Well, so I don't really think about stuff like that terribly much, but what yeah. I, I try to just be honest and even in the giddy sections really find the truth. But yeah. um, what I, what I want is I want a believable arc. Um, you know, what you, you want, you, your, 
your character has to be somewhere different at the end than he was yeah. at the beginning. And the only way to do that is to climb a mountain and then slide down the other side. Right. And so that sort of, you know, uh, once we started running it, um, you know, the, it sort of, it starts kind of in the middle and then we go back to the beginning. And so by the time we get back to where we started, uh, it has to have escalated up. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of of what I'm trying to do and and you know play the truth of the relationships and like and it's not easy to be in a relationship with an active addict and you know Freud had a wife and and there's a scene the audience hates my guts in this scene because I am such a manipulative narcissistic drug addicted gaslighting motherfucker and 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 people i hear them they're shuffling and they're ugh, they're they're uncomfortable but like but i love it i love i yeah. because because i i love drug addicts in my life and that is what they're like and yeah. so and and they're the most fascinating interesting compelling people in the entire world right. and they will also rip your guts out yes. and so i want to i want to play the authenticity of that that's amazing. So when was the last time you did theater? Is this the first in a while or do you do it? No, all? you know, I actually got this because I did, I was asked to do a play last year um, in, in sort of November of last year. Um, uh, uh, and somebody that uh, I had worked with before called and said, do you want to do a play? And I said, no. And then she, I said, well, just send it to me and I'll read it. And yes. um, and I thought, oh, this is really hard and really good. Warren Light, who wrote, he was the showrunner on Law & Order SVU for many years. Nice. He wrote um, a, a show called Homefront at the Victory Theater. And I, I just really got it. And it was a three-character show. And... So I jumped in and did that and it was hard and, and in a very different way, not, uh, you yeah. know, my character was certainly the lightest of the characters, but a very heavy piece. Um, yeah. And then someone who saw that recommended me to Howard when he was, he was, he had sort of had cast everyone except for Freud. Um, and uh, he reached out and, and said the same thing, you know, do you want to do a play? I was like, I don't, uh, it's so right. much work. It's so much output. <laughs> But I do love to work and I and I, I I try to always be working as much as possible. But I said, you know, send it to me. And I read it and I was like, damn it, it's so good. I really <laughs> wanted it to suck so I could say no. And it was right. so good and so hard and scary yes. to even think about taking on. And when something is terrifying, it's a good it's a it's a good indicator that you should do it. And so I said yes and I fought really hard for him to hire me and then um and then and did that and now i'm doing another play right after this i'm going into oh, rehearsal wow. basically as soon as we wrap on this and and uh i keep saying saying to people she's a serious theater girl now like uh, <laughs> but exactly. um yeah but it's i really i love it it's where i started you know was in new yeah. york and, and in big houses and and um and it's unlike any anything else and it, it is yeah. a it is a, a powerful experience if you are doing something you believe in. Right. Mm. I always say when um, when people ask for advice for me, which I don't know why they're asking because the, oh, you know, is... my life's not going great. But what is fascinating is I always say, I always encourage people to cut their teeth on theater. I know, you know, a mm. lot of people want to go straight. And I love that. You want to go do film. You want to go do TV. That's great. I'm telling you, you can learn so much in theater. Yeah. 
that you can take with you because as we both know it's very 101 they're very different worlds there i glad i learned how to take a character from beginning to end in mm-hmm. theater because you're allowed to yeah. before i jumped in on a set to do you know shooting yeah. out of order and needing Completely. to understand some you know also, where you're at it- in that character arc. I think it makes you a lot freer. It makes you a lot less self-conscious. And I think, you know, my thing is always just theater is sometimes open where uh, it's going to be harder to get into TV and film. And if you are an actor, you should be always trying to be in something. Like when I moved to New York, I was just, I was in anything. I was in terrible plays. I was in good plays. I would work anywhere. And, and that's, and then like, that's how I got my first agent, and that's how I got my first uh, general at an off-Broadway theater that hired me as the in the show. Like, and it's just because I I always wanted to lead with my work, not with like exactly. I sent my headshot. Do you like it? It's like somebody I saw you in this god awful show last night. You were the best <laughs> thing in it. Let's like let's have a meeting, exactly. and that's and so I think I just tell young people like or newer artists like work, just yeah. work, work yes. anywhere you can work. Yep, I agree with you. I think that's amazing. So as we start to unwind here, um, I want to know your favorite things about theater and your favorite things about film. Um, (laughs) So I'll say that I'm not like a medium whore. Like I'm like I'm like a material whore. Do you know what I mean? So as long as the material is good, I'll be anywhere. Um, I have been so lucky to work with people like Scott Silveri and Victor Fresco and I mean, people who just write beautifully and directors yes. like Chris Gernan and, you know, people who, who, and, and, and Mark Webb and, and, you know, people who know how to direct and, and I've gotten to do that in, television largely. And, yeah. you know, I would have done better off Tatter Santa Clara diet or Andy Richter with Victor Fresco, I would have done those things for the rest of my life because yeah. the material was so good. And, you know, I love the play I'm doing now. I love the next play I'm doing. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm working with a, a writer named Matt Levitt who I've done, I've done plays with him before because I think he's such a great writer and he understands voices and he wrote this for four actors and we're all available and all doing oh, it. Oh, wow. And, you know, and so I feel so lucky and Joel Zwick is directing, who's this fabulous, I've worked with him in television before, and yeah. but he also founded, you know, uh, La Mama, you know, he's like, so, so, I sort of, I go where like, where I go like, good day, good day today. Yeah. Worked hard, good day today. And yeah. and the, the medium can kind of, it can be anywhere. But if the yeah. material is good, I'm really happy. And listen, I also do some shoddy material. I'm aware of that. <laughs> um, because sometimes she's got to pay the bills. But, you know, uh, yeah. but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I so we'll just call you uh, just in honor of Madonna, which is who I grew up with. You're the material girl. I'm a material girl. Yes, and it makes perfect perfect sense to me. And I think that's a solid way, you know, to to kind of do the work. So we do want to remind our listeners: if you happen to be in the LA area, Sherman Oaks to be exact, please until. November 4th, and then plays beyond. But until November 4th, you can catch Jonathan Slavin in Freud on Cocaine. You can get tickets on the website of the White Fire Theater as well. So please go do that. Um, also, the yeah. freudoncocaine.com, all one, oh, you know, perfect. Uh, is uh, that you can get tickets there. The White Fire will take you there or you can go directly there. 
So I encourage anybody, um, uh, if you're down there, go, first of all, support Jonathan Slavin. Second of all, go see a great show. I've heard nothing but wonderful things. And it's a great way to give a middle finger to people who say stupid shit. So let's, <laughs> let's do that. But Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on, uh, talking about the strike and what that's like for an actor sure. who's working. Um, I mean, I love that you went on the ride with me. So I appreciate it very much. Always. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Of course. Remember, everybody, you can catch a new episode of The Queer Centric every Tuesday on thequeercentric.com. Please follow us on our, so- on our socials. Um, a like is like modern currency. So please follow all our socials. And uh, we're going to keep bringing you great shows. So until next time, my queerdos, bye. Bye. Please follow us on Patreon. Support the queerdos and all the work we do. Patreon.com slash the queer center.